All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest, if you would like to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Tanner Metro. Um, I am a Valorant shoutcaster, uh, I guess, predominantly for the VCT for the past couple of years. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to be here. We kind of have a mutual friend, so I'm glad he uh, I'm glad he put us in talks. Yeah, shout out to Stickbug. He's a, he's a real homie yeah. for this one. <laughs> he just came out of nowhere. He's like, oh, yo, you know someone named Tanner? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you want to you want to come have him come on the podcast? I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> just random. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to have him on. Um, so you said you uh, did VCT. Is this uh, was VCT your first uh, game like uh, sh- uh, casting, or was did you do any other uh, works? beforehand no so i actually started so i started casting in like 2020 um a little bit before uh it was like just before the pandemic hit um i was going to school and casting kind of popped up but i actually started with unpaid but my kind of grind to vct was with a game called battle right i don't know if you're familiar it's mm. it's a uh, it's a uh, it's it's like league of legends if you took out everything and only had team fighting so it's like it's a top down 2v2 3v3 or 5v5 like arena fighter and they eventually came out with like a battle royale and stuff but at the time i was playing the game and i was just messing around i was really interested in the pro scene and i would just like cast my games after i died in game and people were just like hey man you sound pretty good at this and i was like okay well like it clicked in my head like oh yeah captain flowers that guy gets paid to do this yeah let me try and so he's kind of like my he's a guy i look up to for sure but um but yeah so i started there uh battle right was like a super small game obviously not many people knew about it uh and then i jumped to like i think the most obvious of obvious for people when they're casting for league of legends i started doing league of legends for a while um which is still hands down probably my favorite game to cast uh, and then i just started picking up everything that i could i did some overwatch i did some apex i i I don't know if this was the only, but I'm pretty sure at the time it was the first. I cast the first ever like competitive escape from Tarkov event. Oh um, yeah. yeah, it was super funky, uh, but I did that. So I've really done a whole lot of everything. And then that like allowed me to build up my reel and pitch it to uh, Nerd Street at the time who was doing first strike for Valorant and like they were doing their community streams. And that's kind of like where I got my big in. They were like, hey, we want you to do community streams. Uh, it starts in two hours. Here's all the assets. Build your stream. You're going to be following Sentinels. And I was like, and that was kind of my end. <laughs> they, just get, they just told you two, two hours beforehand. It's like, all right, uh, figure it out, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at the time I was uh, shout out to uh, Kieran Ito. He used to live. I live in Arizona. He used to live in Arizona as well. And we were casting a Valorant gig. Uh, it was a Friday, Saturday gig at a local land center. And it was really cool because esports here was like really starting to pick up. Uh, it was sponsored by like the Arizona lottery and the state fair. So I think we were getting paid like $400 for the weekend. So it was just like, it was cool to actually be finally getting paid. And I remember walking in uh, on Friday and talking to him about it and saying, Hey, did you see that nerd street was looking for casters? And then like we joked about it. And then I walked in Saturday and I was like, Hey man, I threw my hand in the hat uh, or my name in the hat. We'll see what happens. Kind of like just joking. I didn't expect to get it. And then they reached out to me Monday morning, I think at like 8 a.m. And the show started at like 11 or 12 or something. So, yeah, I had like three hours to kind of prep this stream for First Strike to follow what at the time and unknowing, you know, would be the largest team in VCT just by their name. 
you know, they were number one and I was following Sentinels and I solo produced it, solo casted it, solo observed it. I did it all myself um, with wow. just, yeah, like super short notice. But like at that point, like, I, I don't know, like that's just to me, that's kind of just what casting was. Like I was always cool with doing the solo thing. So it just worked. It just kind of fell into my lap. So was it nerve wracking when they just told you, like, hey, by the chat, by the way, you have like a couple hours just to figure everything out. Was it like more nerve wracking for the preparation or is it like were you calm? And then when when like live started, it was like, oh, shit, like it's starting. Oh, yeah. You, so like so I've been doing my own stream um, relatively unsuccessfully for like the past seven years. Uh, so like I'm, I was very familiar, like with getting the assets and getting things set up. I wasn't too worried about that. And I don't think I really thought about kind of the magnitude. Like I understood, I, I, I took a video on my phone. I probably still have it where I'm sitting down in my chair and I'm just, and I recorded and I had said something along the lines of like, this is about to be the biggest day of my life. Like this is my big break. Um, mm. and I will make another video afterwards. And I didn't make another video afterwards, but uh, I made that one. And then jumping in, um, yeah, it was pretty nerve wracking because I had like 6,000 people on my channel. I had, uh, I was like reaching out to people in my discord, like, Hey, who can come mod my stream right now? Cause I don't want the chat to be getting crazy. I don't want chat to get all rowdy and stupid. Uh, I didn't know that like at the time, like, you know, Sentinels, is kind of like phase it's kind of like frat boy and like yeah. they're also like the fans are super diehard fans so they they just get you know they get rowdy and uh yeah yeah i wasn't so much nerves because it was a community stream so i think i kind of had this understanding of at the end of the day i'm doing this for free i'm getting paid in publicity which i'm totally fine with yeah and you know they're not expecting profession uh or like perfection they just don't you know i just you know don't make any inappropriate jokes or don't swear you know super inappropriately you know like when you play valorant or like when you're casting valorant the casters will say like damn and hell and stuff like that um so like that i kind of like knew that that was you know i had some wiggle room with being up there and being like you know, trimmed up and proper and, you know, it still being a community stream. So not so much nervous as I was just um, kind of just going with the flow and hoping things didn't break. So what was, do you think that was the stream or do you think you made, you did a little, like another work later on that was like, damn, now, you, now you're starting to go to like LAN events. You're starting to go like, Hey, they actually want me to do VCT from now on. Like when, when did that start? Like when did that happen? What was like the sequences? Yeah, so it's actually funny because they did they did two iterations of First Strike before like leading up to the main event. One of them, and I think this is when Riot was trying to figure out who they wanted, like uh, like who was going to win the bidding over their events. Because Riot, uh, like up to this point, only handles Masters. Or I think uh, in 2021, they handled um, Challenger 3 playoffs. And then... Uh, in 2022, they do like they handle the LCQs and Masters really. Yeah. Like they run it, and and if you're working those events, you're on Riot's payroll. You're getting paid by Riot. Otherwise, it's all coming from you know a third party company, which eventually was Nerd Street. So at the time, Nerd Street did the first first strike, and UMG did the second first strike, like qualifiers. And I didn't know. I had no information on the first strike stuff, but. 
I didn't know that it was going to go two days. I didn't know what I had signed up for. So I had a Rocket League thing that I was doing. That was a paid Rocket League thing oh, wow. on that Tuesday. So at uh, when I got the Monday gig, I reached out that night to Bach, uh, Mark Wilson, who was working at Nurture at the time, and had said like, hey, man, I can't do Tuesday. I didn't know that you needed me for two days. Like, I, that, like that's my fault. I'm sorry. And I thought at this point I was burning bridges. I was just like, I just had my biggest day ever. And then I just told them, you know, sorry, double booked, find somebody else. And um, so I was super worried about that. But UMG eventually brought me on for the next one. And at that point, um, Profi, uh, I believe used to play with Space Station, kind of bounced around his plank with complexity. Uh, but Profi really put me on because Profi was in box DMs saying, uh, like, as a pro player, hey, you need to have this guy cast more events. You need to have this guy cast more events. So after doing a couple more, like, nights, weeklies, um, and, like, leading up to the VCTs, they Nurtry finally reached out to me. After they won the bid and they knew that they were going to be doing this stuff, they are like, hey, man, we want you to, to come cast VCT, uh, like... The, you have the community in your corner, so like, let's let's do the damn thing. And so yeah, so it really was kind of just those couple events that uh, that just put the community on to to who I was and and my casting and stuff. And the community broadcast stuff, it's easy to kind of show your personality because you're not just like super again, you know, prim and proper on like a big broadcast. You're just doing it on the comfort of your own stream. You can be a little bit silly, you can be a little bit funny. You know, you're talking to chat, so. Um, yeah, I think those streams, uh, those streams really, really put me on. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, did you ever do the uh, cast for Masters? You did, right? So I've never cast Masters. I've the I've only done. Um, I did Challenger. I think it was Challenger Three Playoffs, which was kind of the yeah. That was the only Riot run event that I've done. But then I did. Um, so I did all of 2021, and then I did Stage One all of stage one in 2022 and then i did the stage two openers um and then i didn't make stage two main event and, be, and then that led into like lcq and or masters lcq berlin all that stuff do it uh, have you found it easier to cast or what was like i mean valor is kind of new so like it's like when you first val uh, casted valorant like a lot of i spoke to a lot of casters they say they memorize like the ability names when you first casted were you like oh do i have to memorize these ability names or am i just gonna wing it for that from now on uh you know i so i came from league of legends where uh i actually have <clears throat> i actually have them right here I, I casted league of legends the other day but i came from league of legends where like i have oh wow <laughs> my stack of note cards of like the champion abilities that i do know and then these are the ones that i like i don't really know which are some you know new champions and stuff so uh yeah for league of legends i would sit down and i would you know i would look at a card here and i'd say okay misfortune misfortune is uh double up strut make it rain bullet time and and so like i would like i constantly just like hammer this stuff home like okay a collie five point strike twilight shroud shuriken flip perfect uh execution and so like i did that for 120 champions at the time now there's like 160 180 whatever it is yeah um so that that wasn't difficult. I think what uh, is made easy, though, by Valorant and the ability names, I, I think you can like as a caster, you can get a lot out of having fun with the ability names. That's why I really like League of Legends, because you can you can say so many different things for so many different abilities. And 
you can almost describe what's happening when it's happening um, versus in Valorant, things happen a little bit quicker and they're pretty like definite. You know, if somebody's shooting at somebody, somebody's going to die. It's, it's very rare, uh, you know, outside of like a showstopper or paint shells that you kind of don't know and you have some time to like flavor it. But when it comes to the abilities, you didn't necessarily need to know that Phoenix's flash was called a curveball because you could just say flash because it's a tactical yeah. shooter. Like, so coming from Counter-Strike and stuff like that, uh, it kind of just makes it easy to say smoke or say flash. But I do think that there is good flavor to be added by saying, you know, the nebula or uh, the sky smoke um, or even calling them something different, like the dust bubble, right? Or, you know, Astra's grape because it's a big purple, you know, circle. Like yeah. Just like stuff like that, I think. I think you can flavor it, but yeah, the I wasn't too worried about memorizing the abilities, um, but when it came to memorizing them, it was fairly simple because there was like, what, 11 agents at the beginning, and, and they're all pretty, you know, pretty nothing easy. crazy. Do they advise you guys to say the names, or do they tell you, it's like, go be be creative and, like, have, have fun with it? So I've never been told uh, directly to, like, say the names. Um, I think it just sounds better when you do add that in, uh, and this again, coming from League of Legends because, well, in League of Legends, it sounded worse because you would say Ezreal's Q, right? And instead of saying mystic shot, and then it like, it kind of sounds like, does this guy really know what he's talking about? Like, I'm sure he knows the game. Well, you can know the game without knowing the champion abilities, but mm -hmm. it just, it adds so much more when you actually call it the mystic shot. So they didn't say that for Valorant, um, and they've never kind of, at least to me directly, they've never told me uh, against, you know, hey, try not to call it a flash all the time. Um, but it does get boring to hear flash, 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 smoke, smoke, smoke. Um, so it's nice that you you have options to say curveball, blaze wall, um, and, and things like that. Nebulous smoke, dark cover, all that stuff. Oh, that's good. So when it comes to the Valorant community, did you ever feel like... Um... Like the, the community was more open, or like more accepting, or do you feel like it was kind of worse compared to like, you know, you did Rocket League before. So did you think like, hey, uh, the Valorant community is kind of like more open, more nicer than compared to the Rocket League community, XYZ and all that? Yeah, I think. Um, uh, I guess it's like it's hard to say the. I think the people that. Matter. Are, is like really the only thing that I think about. And when I see the people that matter, it's like the, not the people that say nice things, but the people that aren't saying mean things to say mean things, right? Yeah. So like when it comes to Valorant, typically when somebody likes the casting, they just enjoy the casting. When somebody hates the casting, it's because they said something about their team, they said something about the their favorite player, or something got misunderstood. And... uh so I guess I don't really pay too much attention to that in way of the community. I do feel, um, although I don't look at, I'm 29 years old. And uh, so I, I very, I'm a little bit older, I think, than the Valorant scene. Um, so I don't feel I fit in the most because it's like, I'm 29, I'm a dad. Um, I don't know like all the Zoomer language, stuff like that. So Sometimes I feel that way, uh, but outside of that, like, I've never felt kind of pushed out or, or unaccepted um, really anywhere that I have 
casted, but Valorant's where I've been casting the longest, and, and I've always felt like Valorant was home and that I was welcomed. Yeah, no, I, I, you could definitely tell the Valorant community. I mean, it's a young game, and uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you could definitely say like a lot of people from like Counter-Strike, uh, Overwatch, they all came from there to Valorant, and there's a lot of new young, uh, definitely talent. Do you feel like it's it's also like good and bad, like a double-edged sword when it comes to like a lot of young uh, like audiences come to uh, Valorant because you, you definitely see the toxicity that comes with it as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you read Twitch chat because we've asked other uh, uh, other uh, casters if they ever were, like have Twitch chat on the side while they're casting. And some of them said like no. Some of them said like I'll watch it afterwards and it's kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have that on the side or does that bother you when someone's like trying to like essentially shit talk you while you're uh, like casting and Twitch chat? Yeah. So the only streams that I'll open up uh, the chat for are like small streams or nerd street streams. Um, because obviously once it starts to get to the, you know, the, the five thousands, 10,000s, 15,000s, 50,000s, um, people are, are going to say mean things just to say mean things. And that's fine. And, and also like, I think if you do have chat open and somebody says like L caster or this caster sucks, that's because they have a favorite caster and you're not them. Like, that's just, that's just yeah. what it is. Right. Like people are going to hate freak in league of legends because they love captain flowers. And that's just going to happen. People are going to say freak is cringy and other people. It's funny. Uh, freak actually tweeted something the other day with that, uh, where somebody tweeted at him and said like freak, just hang it up, man. You're getting cringe. And then three more replies are like, dude, that line that you just said was amazing. Right. So it's like, you're not going to be able to please everybody. But I definitely don't open chat for for the larger streams. For the smaller things, I do like to kind of hop in there and like just show love to the community, say what's up, um, you know, respond to somebody. Or, or even I think what helps me the most in like those smaller tournaments is if I'm mispronouncing somebody's name or misrepresenting somebody in terms of gender, people in chat will let me know. And that's obviously not something that we are trying to do as casters. We're not trying to use like the wrong pronouns or mm -hmm. or say somebody's name wrong. Uh, a lot of the times I will go into a cast and say like, Hey, this is the player list. Is this how we're pronouncing these players names? That way, if you know, me and my co-caster are wrong, we're going to be wrong together and you know, we'll get corrected together, whatever it is. So the smaller streams is when I'll usually have it up and um, can sometimes pop in. Uh, but yeah, the big stuff, it, it is just better for your mental health, for everything <laughs> to kind of just stay away from that. Yeah, no, for sure. They're, uh, they can be ruthless sometimes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, back to the topic, you said uh, that you, for cast, like the players' names, do you actually go to them and ask them, like, hey, by any chance, can you, how do you pronounce your name or how do you pronounce your tag so I can just know, or like, what do you identify as? Have you ever done that or do you go by someone telling you? Yeah, so uh, I, I guess it really depends. A lot of the times, uh, we will ask like uh, the tournament organizer to say like, Hey, can you have the observer ask them what their pronouns are or how you pronounce certain names? Cause the observers in the lobby with the players. Um, and it just makes it easier that way for events that are a bit more put together. They usually have a list uh, and they'll give us like a sheet of the teams. Like anytime working game changers is really nice because we would get our matchup and in the discord it'd pop up. They would like give us a, uh, team and then up at top of the team if it said like she her then we knew that everybody on that team was going by she her if not that they would have it labeled it would be you know x person bunny b they them starry bun she her and they would have like all of that kind of laid out for us uh but i do reach out to some of the players um 
Tyre from Gen G. Uh, her name is, it's I think it's T I R A Y E, and you get you know Tyre, T Ray, you get a bunch of stuff. So I like I reached out to her and said, hey, just so we can set the sec- the record straight. How do you pronounce your name? Yeah. Just because like, I want to make sure like I'll pass this information along, but I want to make sure, you know, the desk is all together. The casters are all together because yeah, ultimately like you pick the name and now you're famous. So your name your, should be pronounced correctly because like you chose this name and got famous with it. Like you want people to know who you are. And if they call you T-Ray and, but you're famous as Tyray, like, People aren't going to know who you are because you're like, hey, I'm Tyre. And they're like, oh, my God, that reminds me of my favorite pro player, T-Ray. And it's like, oh, well, that's me. But my name is always pronouncing like it. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like our job to represent them correctly, because, you know, if their names didn't matter, then we could just call them whatever we wanted. No, for sure. For sure. I think that uh, (laughs) it's also important because you'll you'll see you'll like see the all time like plays where like someone's like, for example, Faker, like when he does it like an all time play, it's like Faker's name. It's like the energy that comes with it when like flowers or when he says that it's like it means a lot how he says it and has pronounced it because when his name pops, it's like, oh, it reminds me of this play he did or like uh, like anything like tens is like. It can be, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just, it's pretty easy to pronounce, but saying if it's pronounced anything else, people won't remind him. So it's like, it's pretty, it's good to like make sure to pronounce a name and everything. I mean, I don't know if you've done any international um, events. I don't know if that's ever, that's been an issue because I know international events, some of them like are harder names to pronounce. Um, I'm trying to think there was not an international event, but there was I, uh, a team playing from maybe mexico i think is what it was for like one of the nerd streets i think it was it might have been a game landers team so they might have been playing from like south america or something with terrible ping um i don't remember the names of the players but that is like kind of the the furthest i've gone away from like pretty strict na names like pancakes and nerf (laughs) and stuff you know like when you have to like have like the the um the accent for yeah like i guess like yeah kind of the accent yeah. for it uh that game landers team was was the only team uh and unfortunately i don't remember any of the the players names i hope they're all doing well though sorry <laughs> yeah no for sure i think the game changer scene has uh i has definitely like been like bigger and bigger ever since like the iteration of it and uh i don't know if you've definitely seen the i know they're having a land event i don't know uh, mm-hmm. has it been announced that you are doing it or are you is that like a hush hush thing um so I don't think talent has been announced. Um, I would imagine I have not heard anything and I believe the event runs the 15th to the 20th. So I would imagine that if I was going as a caster, I would know by now. I would hope the casters know. So I don't think I'm doing that. I'm very sad that I'm not doing that because I've been working Game Changers since its inception and I've just like grown a connection with the players um, and it would have been really cool to to just be out there and support them um, like that and and really just continue to tell these storylines, especially for North America and for the other teams that are joining, right? Um, you know, the like Team Liquid Brazil is absolutely insane. And, you know, we've seen the run from G2 Gozen and Guild, who Guild would just be, so like, it would just be cool to be a part of that. Um, yeah, I'm sad that I'm not, it makes sense. I think the talent that they're bringing in are like incredibly veteran talent and, talent that have done the masters the champions like those guys which they're i think riot kind of has like a a prerequisite of 
in order to do X big event, you need to do the big event just behind it. So it's like in order to do a champions, you need to do a masters. And in order to do a masters, you need to do uh, like a, a challengers playoffs and, and stuff like that. So, or like a main event, like, uh, like how stage two main event was like the five week thing um, leading into the playoffs. But yeah, so I'm not doing it. I'm pretty sure uh, I am trying to get out there um, through another outlet, which I don't know if I can talk about, but I, I am going to try and, and be out there at the very least um, just watching and supporting. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this episode would come out in like two weeks. So, I mean, if you said it, it would people wouldn't know till next Friday. Okay. So <laughs> then I'll, yeah, I'll just say, um, I, I, I'm a, I guess I also should have added at the beginning of the show that I'm one of the hosts for the Valoranting podcast. Um, yes. And I'm trying to get out there as uh, media for Valoranting to do like player interviews and watch the games and stuff like that and be able to hang out. So hopefully I can get out there through through that outlet because nobody could buy tickets. Yay. Yeah, wait, I heard about that. I don't like it was like um like tickets are sold out and then like the families and friends of the players can't even get in, which is like I think I saw one of the G2 Gozen players tweet about that, which yeah. is like kind of insane to say the least because I'm like I feel like the first people you should have is the players' friends and family. Because yeah. it's like, well, I think it's like the first LAN yeah. event, first international LAN event at least. And it's like, you should at least have like family and friends. I feel like that would just amp up the environment and like mm -hmm. amp the players. So it's like interesting to see uh, for the for the most part. Because I feel like Game Change is like, it's slowly growing and growing. And I, feel, I do like how it's growing. And like, I feel like more and more people are becoming more accepting of it. Finally, it took them too long, but yeah, <laughs> it took them too long, but they finally got it. Um. I was actually gonna ask you about Valorant. Can you tell me how that started? Your guess is as good as mine, man. They called me on for a Tuesday one time. Uh, I don't think I'm like the most exciting guy. I feel like I'm I'm like pretty bland. Uh, I'm not like incredibly opinionated. Uh, like I do have my opinions, but I just like I hold my cards close to my chest because I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to piss anybody off. I don't want to, you know. I'm not trying to pick sides. Mm -hmm. Um. Which is not like the best way to live life. You know, I am, I'm working on me. Uh, but yeah, they just reached out to me one day and they was like, hey man, would you want to be a guest on our show? Uh, at the time, the other hosts were leaving or like doing other things. It was uh, Vansilly, Mitchman, and Uber. And uh, I think Uber was away in Australia for vacation and spending time with family because uh, that's where he's from and mm. he like got stuck there because of you know some COVID stuff that was popping up so he gets stuck there so they're just down a host uh, and then I believe Mitch man was looking to start to do other things or just not do Valoranting anymore uh, so they eventually needed you know another another host so they were kind of just reaching out here and there to people um, and they had me on a couple of times as like a reoccurring guest host uh, and then eventually they're just like hey man do you want to be like part of the show um, we'll have you on this, we'll pay you this, we'll do this and that, and we'll just, you know, and, and for me, like not being able to cast as much as I would like, or like not being able to, I guess, like show personality or, uh, whatever it is. That's like the, I, I say that because that's like the big feedback that I got when I was casting. It's like, Hey, we love your casting. We'd love to know who you are more. So like show more personality, which I don't really know how to kind of bridge the gap between the two. Uh, like being professional caster and like, you know, being like Tanner, Tanner Metro Metro and just being Tanner Metro. Uh, like, I don't know how to bridge the gap between the two. Um, so I thought, 
like, yeah, I should do this because I'll be able to show who I am, uh, my knowledge of the game, just be able to talk about the game, stay, you know, like kind of like looped into the scene. Um, they they allow for like really cool conversations with like pros and coaches and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was just like a couple of weeks in a row that led to them just being like, hey, man, do you want to join us full time? Because we need hosts. And I was like, I'm in, man. Yeah. No, no, I've, uh, I've watched some of your stuff. You guys are like really interesting. I feel like the guest you guys bring on is like amazing. Because I know you guys just recently guests. had the the Vitality head coach, was it? Or yeah, Salah. Yeah, we just had uh, we just had Salah. On, yeah, yeah, which is like interesting. Cause I was like, damn, like you guys got like you guys can just get anybody, and it's like it's so interesting to see that because like I mean, for me, it's I mean, you guys definitely have like more uh, how to say exposure, so you guys are like easier to like yeah. bring out people. For me, I just I just sent a DM and I'm like I I hope they respond to me. I hope they see it. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it really is that because everyone's like, so how'd you get him on? I'm like, dude, I just shot a DM and I just prayed that he's responded back. That's really all it is. Like people, people think it's like, oh, I went through like, I pulled strings. Like, nah, man, I just shot a DM. That's all I do. That's funny. <laughs> or like, I know people like for you, like your example, like Jake was like, yo, you, you want a tenor on the podcast? I'm like, I mean, I mean if he's down, I'm down. I, I'd love to have him on more yeah. people, more the merrier. So it's, it's interesting to like. Like the the way you guys do it in the way like we do it because we came from nowhere. I mean, we we're esports fans, but like we grew up watching these like casters and we grew up watching video games. So it's mm-hmm. like it's interesting to talk to you guys and see your perspective because a lot of people don't like. I feel like a lot of people don't see like how you guys are outside of casting. They only know you as a mm-hmm. caster, and I feel like it's interesting to like for you to talk about. It's like, hey, you know, I just. Uh, I, I'm like I'm this. I'm like I'm not that special. It's like I'm just like one of you guys. It's not, not nothing too crazy. So it's it, it's really like a yeah breath of fresh air it, to see you guys. It, that and it's funny because I was just talking about that about some. Uh, so I'm I'm like I like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm big on Dungeons and Dragons. And mm. um, I had a friend of a friend go to like a convention and they met. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Critical Role, but it's like the biggest Dungeons and Dragons show. It's like every Thursday they have 40,000 viewers and it's a bunch of like voice actors that all do a show together. And he kind of had that same conversation, which I, I think like obviously a smaller scale for me, but it's like, it's really cool to see people that you really look up to for doing really cool thing, whatever it may be. Uh, it's cool to see them like at their core. They're just like normal, cool people. Like they're just, you know, it's not like, that that's why I think casters and and talent or, or even players will always. Say, I guess I can't speak for all the players because you know they're allowed to have egos, but like always go up and bug your favorite caster, right? Always go up and and bug your favorite uh, analyst, whatever it may be. Like if you see them walking around, unless they look like they're walking with a purpose, which if you see Mimi walking around, she never looks like she's walking with a purpose. She walks on her tippy toes. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But wait, who was it? Um, Mimi, uh, a oh. evil cat. She is, she walks crazy. She walks on her tippy toes. She like, she does this thing called diddy bopping where she like gets taller with every step. Cause she goes up on her tippy toes. She's very <laughs> funny. I love Mimi so much. Um, <laughs> but if like, she always, it, she doesn't necessarily look like she's walking with purpose. She might be, um, yeah. Like just go say hi. Cause it is, it, you know, they, they want to talk to you as much as you want to talk to them. They want to give you the opportunities to meet them as much as they want to meet, you know, the people that support them so always go say hi to your favorite caster if you see them never be too worried they're never going to be too you know big timey or too showy for you um and but i will like preface that with we are all awkward and like introverted or social anxiety ridden so Mm. if you walk up to your favorite caster 
and the conversation isn't going great or you don't have something to you know keep the conversation going maybe something that you want to ask them or talk to them about it could be just as quick as hey what's up nice to meet you and then you guys get awkward for a second and go your separate way so i would always say like and this goes for meeting anybody but you know try to speak with them with a purpose if you want more than just hey how are you nice to meet you okay i'm gonna go because we're all awkward man i guess not all of us but like we do just have those personality traits because we are just you know normal people no no for sure i feel like uh uh, a lot of people get scared because everyone thinks like oh no these guys are big they don't want to talk to us it's like like uh, to be fair like after talking to so many people i feel like it's just like i don't get why everyone like so scared of you guys i feel like it's just like dude everyone's just like a gamer like us it's it's not that hard and everyone's just like gamers so like it's always funny to see like when i'm like talking to different people it's like oh you guys just just fucking you're like you guys are a vibe so it's like it's something (laughs) wrong with that (laughs) is there um is there a game you wish to cast? Like, there's this one game where, or like, is there, like, one game where it's like, damn, I would love to cast this game? I w- Dude, it's it's not possible. But if I could speak it into existence, I would love, and not, I'm not comparing myself to Rivington Bizzle in the third. I love Riv. Um, that guy is the man. But I would love to, like, reverse Riv. And because he went from League to Valorant. I would love a world where I could go from Valorant to League of Legends, like stay within the Riot ecosystem because they know me as a caster and cast League of Legends. I think League of Legends, it's the most fun game to cast, Mm. Uh, even if it's not the most fun game to play or whatever people may think. Um, the, The game itself, man, you just there's so many opportunities. You have a lot of time to talk if even if like if even if it's your color caster talking uh, like the team fights, it's all a little bit unpredictable. You kind of have a general idea of who's going to kill who, but anything is possible, especially at the highest level and like the the outplay mechanics and the outplay ability. You know, you don't really get that in, in Valorant. You know, you can p- paranoia somebody and then shrouded step and totally goof them. But like outplaying somebody can be a little difficult it, unless it's like a slow, meticulous, you know, one V one. I just feel like League of Legends, you can bring a lot of energy to a lot of different things that are happening in the same exact fight, whether it be a two V two in the bot lane or the junglers are ganking or a team fight. Um, I really, really enjoy casting League of Legends that, and, and like, I think, that might like bleed into you know the apex legends because that's kind of similar you know it's not as cut and dry as x person sees x person and they get one tapped by the vandal and now x team takes a site um if valorant is like is just like relatively can be relatively static in the way that the the game kind of paces and plays whereas apex legends league of legends uh, even in halo um like those are like the three games that I've been keeping my eye on outside of Valorant, just because yeah, you just have so much freedom to to do whatever. But at TLDR, if I could do League of Legends only, I would do League of Legends only. Yeah, no, uh, League of Legends is like one of the fun, like mo- most like. I didn't expect it to be this fun because I just recently went to uh, the group state, uh, the quarterfinals in, in New York. Oh, you went? Yeah, I went to the quarterfinals. Cool. I went to when JDG versus Rogue, and then I went to Damn One versus Gen G. And nice. I tell you the the atmosphere and the energy is just yeah. like 
I never felt anything like it because like it's just a bunch of gamers and we'll just start screaming about the random shit and then everyone's just, like cool with it. I've never yeah. experienced because that that day literally motivated me. I'm like, damn, I want to go to more events. I mean, yes. unfortunately, nothing really happens in New Jersey or New York. <laughs> so it's kind of it kind of sucks here. But when it does, we go to it and it's like I never realized because like in league, like you'll have like these micro plays and it's like, oh, you know, for like that might not mean anything. But like later on, it's like it develops into like bigger things. Mm -hmm. And then like the game goes on and then like their storylines. I think league is, in my opinion, has one of the best storylines yeah. I've ever seen in, my, in a while, because like you'll have uh, like right now. Uh, I mean, have you been watching at all league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like right now, it's like what death's last dance. And then you'll have faker. He's going for his fourth championship. And like they both mm -hmm. went through high school together. So it's like these storylines are like intertwining. Yeah. And then Ride's doing such a good job and just building off hype. It's just like it makes it because like now it's rumored that Faker might retire after this season. So like everyone's like free. It's like, oh shit, like this is like the final finals. Yeah. So it's the like final, I feel yeah. like Valorant hasn't had that yet, in my opinion. I feel like when slowly going on, because I know CS, I've been watching CS since like 2014. The majors mm -hmm. and all that all these storylines like right now i don't know if you follow cs much if you do. not not as much not as much as i should yeah well i mean just one of like the all-time great brazilian players he just had his last dance he just got eliminated so like that was a big thing and oh it's wow. just like it's just storylines i feel like casters are really good at building a storyline or hyping up a storyline i don't know if you can agree with that not build it but more hype it up than anything if you can agree, yeah if, if you think so. yeah and the cool thing about valorant so that's the one thing um, that I I mentioned it the other day, and I don't remember if I was working or if I was just hanging out with people. I don't remember what I was doing, but I'd said like like Valorant would be as big as League of Legends or will be, but we just need more time because we just need we need the the timeline to develop a bit more, right? And like we're really getting there because we're having like roster shuffles and you know now you look at cloud nine and you're like okay cloud nine just picked up yay they also have uh vanity zelsis and leaf all together vanity and zelsis you know former teammates and uh vanity and leaf playing with cloud nine and uh, so like there's just like there's a lot uh that that is starting to happen with the that like the, the franchising or the partnership program where a lot of players are getting left by the wayside and so you're going to see like rivalries start to build and kind of like teams and players play with chips on their shoulders. Um, I think the casters that we have in Valorant are incredible casters. Yeah. Uh, and I, I talked to a lot of them about, you know, just like, Hey, how do I get better? You know, you guys are doing the main events. Uh, and I like, I want to follow in your footsteps. Like, well, so what are some things that I can do or, or what does like a prep day look like for you? And so like, I, I always try and pick their brains. Um, and Brennan Sideshow are uh, the the casters who come to mind as like probably my favorite pair. I think a lot of people's favorite pair. I think they work the best together. It it helps that you know they're best friends. Like in real life, they live if not together, like relatively close to one another. I think like in the same apartment complex. So, um, but they send me these storylines uh, of like the story that they want to tell for this game. So it's not just about, you know, loading onto the server and being like, okay, we're here in the pistol. One team has three ghosts. The other team has three frenzies flash out, bang, bang, bang. You know, they're building up the, Hey, in this pistol round, like this is going to set the precedent because the guard sucks in pistols. Hundred thieves is good in pistols. If the guard can get a win here, 
this is, you know, them working back towards uh, X thing. You know, if 100 Thieves can get this pistol round, they want to get revenge on the guard for 13 owing them, you know, previously when Eccles and Baby Bay and stuff were on the rock. So it's yeah. like stuff like that. The casters and Valorant do a really good job. So, yeah, as casters, I would say, um, you know, that is something that we are looking to do. We do want to highlight more than just the gameplay um, because that's going to highlight itself. When somebody hits a 4K, everybody in the chat is going to know how crazy that play was. Um, so to amplify everything surrounding it, uh, I think is is something really important to casting uh, like every individual matchup and every individual storyline. No, yeah, for sure. I feel like you guys have done like a really good job with that because, uh, yeah, of course, like, compared to other games, like, I mean, they're because they're more solidified like League and CSGO, like they're more solidified. So they have longer time to do it. But you, I feel like Valorant is uh, still a too young of a game to mm -hmm. like even have a like quote unquote rivalries i feel like this franchising is definitely gonna do it because a lot of players would be like damn i should i'm better than this guy why am i not on the team i feel mm -hmm. like it is gonna cause a lot of like quote unquote beef um do you think it's do you think beef within like players do you think that's good or bad for business or like as a caster as well in the caster pov i think that stuff is good for business um i guess it just depends on well, I think trash talk is trash talk. I think trash talk is good for the entertainment value. Like, I think for, like, the fan base, sometimes it comes off a little bit cringy, especially when, like, people take roster moves too personally and, and now they're, like, trash talking because they just took something to heart a little bit too, too you know, deep when it's just like, hey, this is the business side of things, mm -hmm. um, not the personal side of things. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's good because, you know, then we get, like, Orgs like Sentinels who are just constantly trash talking. Then we get the uh, like the social media posts kind of back and forth between X teams. It's it's like, uh, you know, Cloud Nine's famous tweet of like, congrats on uh, the 2-0. There's no way they come back from this. Right. Yeah. That like kind of started as some trash talk. And now it's it's huge. And it, it really is something that the, the whole community can get behind. Um, you know, the casters can bring stuff like that up. So, yeah, I think the trash talk is good. Um, Obviously, we're all gamers. We're all nerds. Um, nobody, I don't think anybody should be fighting anybody. So hopefully, like, it's never really getting, uh, you know, more than just the, like, the beef on the server, which if if that's kind of where we're drawing the line, then, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, make, have beef, but don't make it personal. Talk about the yeah, game, exactly. or, like, the person, but don't bring, like, their family or, like, their girlfriend into it. Like, that's, right. like, that's, yeah. like, something you shouldn't because, like, I feel like a lot of pro, like, that's a, that's another thing I kind of disliked about the, like, a lot about the community is, like, when they bring beef, they like, for some reason, they'll bring, like, the, uh, like, the pro players, like, significant other. It's, like, what do they have yeah. to do with this? It's, like, it makes no sense. And yeah. I feel like that also has to do with, like, community, the Valor community being young. Like, they don't know the history of esports. Yes. I feel like they don't understand, like, all these pros, they're, like, cool with each other. They just like to shit on each other a lot. It's yeah. just all trash talk. Uh, it's like, I mean, it's like the NBA. It's like the MLB and all that. It's like, these guys, like, sh shit talk each other. You'll see them, like, getting angry at each other on the floor, but they'll be cool and get dinner afterwards. Mm -hmm. I feel like they don't, they don't understand that it's it's just being, it's done being competitive. That's how yeah. it is. And uh, it's definitely interesting because the community is... Um, has a lot of there's a lot of growing pains in my opinion because i feel like it, it definitely needs that <laughs> and yeah. i feel like it's it's slowly gotten better but at the same time it's slowly gotten worse i i made this comment yesterday where I, or like a few days ago where i was like i feel like the community is slowly ruining valorant because they it's either ranked or just like the community itself not knowing how to handle themselves 
Do you agree or disagree with that statement? I think the Val community... I think the Val community... sucks a little bit. Yeah. I Not everybody, obviously. Yeah, I think it is. It's just so young, and what I, like... I think what the problem is, and I don't know if this is like in, in because it's an internet era or the COVID era where Valorant kind of got popular, but it's like, it's really weird that like, because the age range of Valorant is so young, we have, you know, 15 and 16 year olds developing like crazy egos because they're like cracked jet players. And so it's like, it, like people like, Feeding the egos of these young players or these young individuals, like even before they're players, to kind of make them the the toxic shithead that they can be. Valorant is also like really weirdly and crudely sexualized with like the his yeah. his jet and or his sage, her jet, and like people thinking that they're gonna get girlfriends because they're radiant. And so yeah, it's like the young age stuff, but then to like to accessibly at 16 years old have all of this power in your hand because Valorant is e-dating and Valorant uh, like and at 16 you can play for a signed org like now just only through Ascension not through the the partner program because it's 18 but yeah. yeah it's like it just it's opened some really weird doors for the community to do really weird things now to to say that the Valorant community is the only community that kind of sucks I would just be lying, right? I'll log into a League of Legends game right now and have somebody run it down top lane because they died first blood solo and I didn't gank them while I was still clearing the bottom side of the map in my first clear in the jungle, you know? So it's like, yeah, every community is pretty bad. I do think it's like, I think Valorant is weird though because it's it's incredibly young and these people have just like developed these weird egos because they're good at the game and I guess they're allowed power. I don't know. It is. It's it's in a really weird spot because I've never seen it in any other game. I know like um, like when I log into like, I don't know, like an Apex or an Overwatch. I mean, surprisingly, uh, I've realized the Overwatch community is better than the Valorant community, Oh, which is which is interesting because I've like some of their content is like also I'll go on TikTok or I'll go on YouTube. Like some of their content, like it genuinely makes me laugh. And I'm like, wow, you guys are like surprisingly creative with this <laughs> but then like i'll look at the valor community it's like the same like i feel like it's been the stale and it's been like hard to co uh, produce content like good content i feel like the only few people that i've seen to produce like are content creators that pursue like really innovative content is like i don't know if you know willis the guy yeah. with the skull emoji i feel like he's yeah, one yeah. of the only people like or he's one of the few people that i've seen like really produce like really outstanding content but like not only just make it like, hey, let me just get some Twitch clips and make it funny moments. Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like content creation is also a big driving force for esports. Because if you have the content creation side, like boosting your esports, your esports can only get better. It opens yep. more eyes because it just brings people to the game. And uh, if you if like you can agree with me, it's like, do you feel like content creation and esports really go hand in hand when it comes to that kind of like growth? Yeah, 100 percent. Um, I think, yeah if you're in Oregon, you don't have your, your players like streaming, you're losing money. You're losing eyes. You're losing the chance for, you know, the personalities to, to really be developed and, and sell the the brand that your org is trying to sell. Uh, it's also something that, you know, companies like riot, when they open up a partnership program and say, Hey, we'll pay you $600,000 a year. 
that's something that they're taking into consideration too, right? Sentinels got in, not because they were a great team, but I mean, look at their, what they're doing. Their socials, uh, like their, their presence on social media is insane. Mm -hmm. All of their content creators, their, their players are content creators. They have good teams. Sure. But you know, optic who just got second place, didn't get any of that, you know? So it's like, you know, they didn't make it into the partnership program. So yeah, I think content creation is so incredibly important. I will say for Valorant though, without a demo system, it is going to be stale. You know, you can't make cool content or different content without the ability to kind of jump into the range. And unless you're like really working with people and you have an observer running the free cam, if you were to like, imagine what you could do with tens ACE videos from solo queue. If you could load that map back up and you could free cam that map instead of like having to try and do something scripted and now you're you're able to get the overhead views the free cam views of that same tens ace from that game in solo queue right if we had like a replay system like that i think content creation would be through the roof so i think i think riot is still kind of like fumbling the bag by not having a replay system because it would only boost that content creation that you know then in turn boosts the esport for like sure you said. for sure I feel like that's one of the biggest thing people like. I think since the game came out, it's everyone's like, um, when can I replay the game? It's been like almost three years now. We're like, mm -hmm. the game has not been like, there's no demo system. There's no replay system. It's like, guys, like not only is it good for VOD reviewing because we don't have to like, everyone doesn't have to just like, yeah. like for example, teams don't have to like have five POVs recording plus coaches re recording. So like they could just roll it up and be like, all right, guys, why? Like they can, it's that. And you said the content creation and like uh, <laughs> the, the, the compilation the frag movies like the moves has done and all that like he would be like yeah. that the edits for like those would yeah. be really insane they would be over the roof so that's what i'm saying like uh, riot is still doing a very well like very good job like i can yeah. agree like they're doing a very good job when it comes to valor they're taking care of it they're making the ecosystem as best as they can i mean you can only control the ecosystem as much as possible you can mm -hmm. you can't make it pitch perfect so it's it's definitely uh like there are a lot of things and um minus the demo system what would you if you were ceo for a day what would you do to help improve the game like one or two things oh that's tough i think um they just implemented something in league of legends where if somebody is typing like crudely they'll get muted on the spot in that game and it'll actually let the chat know like hey this person has been muted for the rest of the game can't send messages won't receive your messages i think doing something like that would be nice because um i mean game to game you you always have to have somebody uh, but then i think with you know the initiative that riot is pushing and and making esports a safe place for women and marginalized genders we know that in ranked games that still isn't happening so like uh, the ability to be able to at the very least text yes like when somebody is harassing in text you like to have that same league feature to mute that person um like the system muting them not necessarily you as the player having to mute them i think yeah. that would be something like really nice and i think in that same kind of line of thinking um you know like a dislike button i know it's not not a dislike button but essentially being able system. to say yeah like I like this player. I would love to queue into them again. Uh, I hated this player. I don't ever want to queue with this person again. And 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 kind of being able to separate that so that way you are, especially at the highest ranks where, you know, at Radiant and Immortal, you are playing with the same people, you know, kind of often, more often than you would probably at Gold and Platinum. 
Um, so to be able to not necessarily pick and choose your teammates, but make sure that you're not going to have, you know, shitty teammates would yeah. be super cool. Um, demo system is, you know, speaks for itself. I know you said, well, without a demo system, um, I, I can't really think of anything off the top because like outside of that, you know, to try and help clean up the community a little bit, uh, just because like riot is doing a really good job. They're doing awesome. And, and like all the things that I think we like about, uh, what they've done in the past, they're starting to bring to Valorant. You know, we're starting to get the League of Legends clash system slowly implemented. Uh, ranked is always going to be ranked. Unranked is always going to be unranked. I think it would be cool to have a to have three different queues, to have an open queue, to have an unrated queue, and a ranked queue. Um, open queue is no skill-based matchmaking. You can queue it however you want, with whoever you want, and what you get is what you get. Yeah. Uh, skill-based matchmaking unrated you know you want to play the game try a little bit harder but you don't want your rank to be on the line and then you know obviously having your ranked um i know skill-based matchmaking has kind of been big on the timeline on twitter right now <laughs> I, I think that would be fun just because it does suck that like i'm not like an incredibly like an incredible player in valorant i'm i just last night i hit ascend in one and i do play with people who are like you know platinum and gold and i you know when I'm playing unrated, I'm not sitting up and looking at my screen and, and IGLing and doing all this stuff. Like when I'm playing with my friends like that in unrated, I'm just hanging out and, you know, bunny hopping and running and gunning with the specter. It would be nice to, you know, not drag them into a lobby where they're not going to have fun. Um, or to at the very least know that we have a chance to not just get a super sweat lobby, right? If you just have open lobbies, with no skill-based matchmaking, you're not guaranteed to get, you know, a bunch of silvers and a bunch of irons. Um, so, like, I don't know. I feel like that would be, I think, like, that would be, like, a really nice change for, like, the casual, casual player. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, like, um, there's definitely people who just only play, like, unrated or just don't like rank because, I mean, it's fair. Ranked is less. It's, uh, it's not in the best spot right now. Just yeah. because, like, you'll have people who just, like, don't talk. They'll just be there and just get angry after losing a pistol round. It's like, it's kind of insane. Mm -hmm. Or what, I mean, what I kind of just suggested is um, people, only, you should only give streamer mode to a select few of people for like the bigger streamers, like Tarek, like the pros, like they should only be allowed to have streamer mode or like people who are within the industry who are like actually positive people. And I said like a, like a suggestion, it's like, hey, why don't you make an, like, a, like an endorsement like system where if you hit a specific positivity endorsement, you get streamer mode and if not you don't get streamer mode because like right. you'll have these people who just like who just like throw and then you'll know they're throwers but like you wouldn't like sometimes you wouldn't know because they're in streamer mode and then yeah. i can't avoid them because i mean we haven't they said they're gonna add an avoid system but one we don't know how many people you can avoid and two is um do we really like is it really gonna help because like if not if i if i can only like avoid like five people like there's still like 20 people i still want to avoid because they're toxic to throw as a nurse smurf. Mm -hmm. So um it's it's definitely an interesting. That's what I said. I think the streamer mode thing was like my biggest thing because like I don't want to go into a game and then have someone who's like a smurf or someone who's intentionally throwing or just toxic and just I don't know until I get into a game and then boom, I lose 25 right. RR. Because like I I just wasted 40 minutes of my life just with a toxic player. So I mean, that's my two cents into the thing. And if I would change it, uh, I would I, I think. I think a cool change to streamer mode would be because um, so what I think would happen if you had if you only gave like streamer mode to streamers is 
the other team sees like oh that guy is streamer mode he is for sure a big streamer let me go find him and it would like i think that would cause more stream sniping but to kind of combat that point of not wanting to queue with people because they're using streamer mode maybe you don't enable streamer mode until like loading in right so like in your agent select you can see everybody's names so that way you know and then whoever has streamer mode on once you load in uh, and the banners pop up that's where it just says you know chamber astra whatever 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 so that way the enemy team you know can't stream snipe um and then you you do know who like your teammates are in agent select and you can be like all right well i don't want to play with gas nerf the judging cypher player so i'm out of here and then you just dodge but yeah i think there could be something done with that um because yeah at higher ranks that is that is absolutely a problem yeah no for sure it's just like uh there's a lot of it's like these are like small changes but i feel like these small changes mm -hmm. could come a long way because like it's, it's like yeah good quality of life stuff you know yeah because it, it, these small changes will in, like let people come in and be like hey you know what i'll play right because like these have this small system and i won't be as tilted going to bed as i would usually mm -hmm. yeah for sure but uh i think that's a uh, it, it, it's a uh, there's a lot of changes i feel like right overall has been done a really good job i hope mm. you do get more uh more time and more game changes i really hope because like it's just it sucks because like you are like a really good person and i feel like i've i've listened to some, some of your stuff and you like you really have a good insight on stuff so i really hope you get more uh gigs well, in the thank future. you so um, thanks man <laughs> no problem of course so we have a tradition here usually in the podcast okay. so we like to ask questions um first what is your go-to boba order if you drink boba uh, I, so I'm not like a big, big boba guy. Um, mm -hmm. I like, I don't like standard boba. I, I'll do like the, like flavored boba with flavor, flavored boba balls. So I'm typically like, I lean like anything that I can get. That's like strawberry and mango is, is kind of the, my, my boba route. Okay. All right. Yeah, because we usually ask every question. Some of them, some people just have never had boba, and they're like, yeah, "I just don't like it. I just don't have boba." So it's usually people. Surprisingly, it's usually people from the UK or just people from like not in America. So it's kind of interesting okay. to see. I feel like boba is like an esports kind of like like Korean barbecue and boba are almost like if you watch mess do esports, you should be familiar with. with yeah, those you should things. at least be like like it or just be know about it at least. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And uh, second question is, so do you know what a bidet is? I do know what a bidet is. Okay, do you have one by any chance? I don't, but I would love to get one. I used one for the first time. I went out to, I drove to California to go see the Astral Clash event, um, mm -hmm. which is like the first in-person land for Game Changers. And the hotel that I stayed in had a bidet. And if, Astral Clash, if Astral Clash wasn't only one day... I would have missed the day to just stay home with the hotel, let me tell you. Because, yeah, the bidet is absolutely life-changing. Right? Okay. Because Danny, he roasts the shit out of it because I have one in my home, right? It's a pretty, good, <laughs> okay. it's a pretty easy installment. It's just like there's the one where you put inside the toilet and it's like you just have mm -hmm. a switch. It's a pretty easy installment. And he roasts me about it. So we're like, you know what? We already have guests on. Why don't we just ask them if, like, what they think about bidet? <laughs> so it's, it's definitely an interesting thing to everyone's input because I had... um. I had the CEO of Leviathan on a few weeks ago, uh -huh. and I asked him, I'm like, oh, so what do you think about bidets? He's like, oh, everyone in Argentina has it. 
It's like if you don't have oh. an Argentina, he's like if you don't have an Argentina, you're considered dirty. And I'm like, oh wow, because he's like, yeah, yeah. It's like everyone has it. It's like if you don't have it, it's like it's you're kind of like looked at weirdly. So it's right. interesting compared to the duality between Argentina that I'll look at. I'll ask like anybody in NA is like, oh, I just don't have it. So it's like, huh, interesting to see. So basically, what you're saying is that you have all of Argentina on your side, yes. and Danny is wrong for making yes. you feel weird. I have all of Argentina. I have a whole country on my side. So I just, I need to put that out there. I just need to know. (laughs) But appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. This has been like a really fun uh, podcast host. I really appreciate you coming on. If you have anything you want to like, uh, like promote, do you have any more socials you want to promote? This episode, it won't come out this Friday. It's the next Friday that would come out. So if you have anything coming out before then, you can promote it. And this episode, nothing would be leaked until then um next friday uh i yeah, I, mean, I don't really i unfortunately don't really have a whole lot coming up um but uh i have a personal stream i try and stream uh at night uh tanner underscore metro on twitch uh or twitter um i do valoranting every tuesday at 11 a.m pacific standard time and um I guess in the next couple of weeks when this episode comes out, if anybody's watching and you are out in uh, in uh, across the pond in Berlin, I might be there doing some media stuff. So if you want to come say hi to me, please do come say hi to me. We'll take some pictures and uh, and sign some babies and, and do all that stuff. Yeah. And other than that, uh, you know, I'm kind of just chilling. So and I appreciate your time. Seriously, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad uh, I'm glad Stickbug, um, like I said, kind of ran yeah. us into each other. Shout out to him. He's a legend. But appreciate yep. you. Thank you for coming on. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. All right. I love you guys. Bye-bye. And boom. We are...